stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Morning Monorail Podcast. Dreamers, we're so happy you're back with us once again today for episode number 164 of the Morning Monorail Podcast. Today is July 19th. 2021 officially one day after the epcot monorail line has reopened Woo! cue the fireworks cue the applause i can think of no better day for us to be recording a morning monorail than in celebration of all of the monorails officially running once again but I have even more reason to celebrate today and that's because i'm joined by one of my favorite people in the world much less the monorail family it's my brother, my friend and yours, Landon the Dawsdone. Landon, welcome to the monorail. Hi, everybody. Coming to you from the isolation station of love. It's me. It's Landon. Also, buddy, I'm touched. That was a really nice intro. I love you too, buddy. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's from the heart. Straight Aww. from the heart. Do you all remember, if you, if you grew up in East Tennessee like me... Uh, WBIR used to have these little bumpers mm -hmm. occasionally, and they would they would just be like a video of the mountains, and it would have a little number ten because uh, our channel for uh, NBC was Channel Ten. It, is it still Channel Ten? It is still Channel Ten, but on uh, TV, it's it's actually Channel Nine. So, oh yeah, well, mm -hmm. you know how every channel. Oh, has, like, broadcasting! You'd be crazy. Yeah, but then there's like a little heart in the middle of it, and that was their that was their motto, straight from the heart, mm -hmm. Channel Ten. And, and as a child growing up in East Tennessee, it used to uh, always crack me up straight from the fart because heart and fart rhyme. So let me see if I can remember the local channels. I think CBS was eight. Mm -hmm, correct. ABC was six. Yep. Six on your side. And mm -hmm. Fox, Fox was 43, but it also was 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Fox 43, but it was channel 11. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your local stations? We'd love to hear from you. Call in. Let us know your numbers. It's kind of crazy to hear people like, you know, I, I'm living in Orlando now, the numbers are different. Of course, we use YouTube TV, so I have no idea what the actual local numbers are. But we do get local channels and can see local news. But I, it's so weird to go someplace and all the local numbers are different. Mm -hmm. This makes no sense. What are you all thinking? Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's neither here or there. <laughs> We know you. Didn't. This is the, this is the part where we announce we're starting a new uh, Patreon exclusive podcast where we just talk about local uh, news. Yeah, <laughs> but we know you didn't dial into this podcast today to hear local news. What you did join us for is that Walt Disney World news, and it's time to get to it today. We got some good stuff coming up for you. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about some new new babies over at the Animal Kingdom. Aw, they're so cute. We're going to talk a little bit about a new additional benefit for guests staying at Swan and Dolphin that Landon, I know you were excited about. <laughs> just slightly, just slightly. We are going to be bringing back our hours of operation update from Landon the Dawes Done. 
We're going to give you an update on that Epcot monorail. And then finally, we're halfway to the holidays and we got a huge announcement from those people over at the Disney Parks blog, and we're going to share that with you to wrap out the news segment. Two. That's right. I, I I can't I can't even hold back. We're celebrating Rocktober, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> all October, um, and then we'll round out today's show in segment two with Fast Pass Standby Snack Break because you demanded it come back, and it's mm-hmm. back. I don't appreciate the death threats, but 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 it's coming back. So so everybody chill out. <laughs> It's true, but uh, we got we. I think you made another good one today. I think it caused people pain, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, I it, I think it somewhat limited the responses because people just couldn't make a decision. But uh, poor babies. But we do have some interaction on that, and I want to give us plenty of time. So, shall we proceed with the news? Sure, why not? That's what we're here for, right? I think so. All right. So as I mentioned, over at Animal Kingdom, there were two new. Brand new bouncing babies that were born just a day apart from each other. On Monday, a healthy Nile hippopotamus calf was born actually out on the Kilimanjaro Safari. So this happened in plain view of everybody. I don't wow. know I don't know if people actually saw the birth, but that would be talk about getting your money's worth on the Kilimanjaro Safari. No kidding. That would be one of the most memorable rides. Not not at just a Disney park, I would imagine any theme park i know i know that would be very you don't got that on pirates of the caribbean no no you're not going to see any live pirate births but <laughs> it is possible for you to see live animal births on that kilimanjaro safari and and i did want to point this one out before we get to the next one it was born on a monday we love the animal kingdom i mean i think it's finally time Mm-hmm. That we name this animal in honor of the mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom's number one favorite fan podcast. Mm-hmm. Please, Dillos please, is please. the hippo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> please, please, please name this hippopotamus calf Morning Monorail the Hippopotamus. Morning I mean, mo- it just rolls off the tongue. You got to put the po- Morning Monorail podcast the hippopotamus. You got to put the podcast in there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people would be like, why is, why is this hippopotamus named uh, Morning Monorail? Yeah. What? Oh, it's a podcast. That totally makes sense. Think <laughs> of all the merchandising opportunities. Disney, are you listening? Hello? We will put this hippopotamus on every single piece of our merch mm-hmm. if Animal Kingdom will do us this one kindness. You think we plug RT Public Store now? Could you imagine once Morning Monorail podcast the hippopotamus <laughs> merch hits be flying off the virtual shelves? Oh my gosh. And I will donate 1% of those funds back to Disney by using it <laughs> in the animal kingdom. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's be honest, it'll be way more than 1%. So you're going to get your money back, Disney. Just, just bear with me here. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it is a cute hippopotamus. It is cute. I'll, are there any animal babies that aren't cute? Honestly. Um, snakes. Even baby snakes are cute. I saw a baby snake outside of my house just a few weeks ago. It was so cute. Um, no. Ba- baby birds are kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah. They're they're Before their feathers set in, they, they kind of look like things out of a nightmare. Yeah. I'm gonna throw that one out there, but otherwise, I mean, birds turn out fine. They look, they look pretty, <laughs> pretty as adults. Uh, most babies, especially baby mammals, look pretty cute when they're born. And this next one was no exception because, again, there was another birth on, uh, I guess, Tuesday. 
a Western lowland gorilla baby was born. Um, and this was backstage. This wasn't out in plain view of everyone, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, so I you look, I'm not going to demand you name both babies Morning Monorail podcast. Just one of them. And it would make sense that the hippopotamus, since it was born on a Monday, gets our moniker. What mm-hmm. an what an honor for that hippopotamus, and what an honor for us. That's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to take it. If I feel like if they don't name this hippopotamus Morning Monorail podcast the hippopotamus, setting it up for failure. So yeah. I mean, Disney, the ball's in your court. That's true. Do the right thing. Yeah, it's true. Do the right thing. Well, Animal Kingdom um, does have this program to breed these babies in captivity, and um, they, they've had so many, just even over the last couple of years, there have been so many babies. I think there have been a couple of giraffes um, that have been born, and if you watch that uh, magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom on Disney+, Plus, that's like a huge storyline of them trying to get their uh, adult animals to breed and, and have these babies in captivity, and um, especially the ones that are like animals that are kind of like on an endangered species list. So the, the critically endangered for sure. So um, it's, it's really good news when this happens and um, it's, it's just one of another, one of another cool aspects of, of the animal kingdom. So mm-hmm. 1000%. And this, this, it, this is why part of the reason I love the animal kingdom. It's not just a theme park. It's part, it's, it's a, it's a key in, in preserving animals. And like Jay said, some of them are critically endangered. They're, they're on a watch list for, you know, they're dancing on that border of being declared in danger. So again, just, just another reason to love animal kingdom. As if you needed more reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only does it have a killer uh, roller coaster, not only does it have a killer, uh, Whatever flight of passages, it's also a, uh, a, a pretty uh, pretty kick ass uh, zoo. Yeah, although they're you know when they opened their their whole thing was not a zoo, mm-hmm. but, but come on, it's, Disney, it's part zoo. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Zoos are awesome. Zoos are very good. All right, this one is specifically a headline just for Landon. I threw it in here because. <laughs> I knew that you were upset previously when you had checked on this and noticed that the swan and dolphin were not included as part of this specific benefit. So, Landon, I'm going to I'm going to just hand it over to you. What was this great news we found out just yesterday about the swan and dolphin? Uh, When Disney parks start doing uh, their early entry and then extended evening hours in certain parks, uh, the swan and dolphin, for whatever reason, was left off of uh, the. I guess uh, included resorts, despite the fact that a uh, swan and dolphin uh, kind of uh, kind kind of expensive didn't make much sense for spinning. Sorry, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing there. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, wasn't originally included. But for whatever reason, uh, Disney has reversed course and starting on October first, uh, if you are staying at the Swan and Dolphin, you will be able to enjoy that extra thirty minutes early entry into any Walt Disney theme park, and uh, then. Also getting the extended evening hours for certain parks as well. And I'm not going to lie. I, I'm super pumped, but I'm kind of also now having to go through my head and be like, what days are going to get that those extended hours? Because I'm now wondering, am I going to have to uh, do the juggling of park reservations? Mm-hmm. But super, super pumped that... Every day, uh, 30 minutes early entry into the parks if you're staying at Swan and Dolphin, because I am staying at Swan and Dolphin when I come down in October and December. Uh, And super excited to have the availability for the extended evening hours as well. Yeah. 
This is great news. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Get more bang for your buck. We were really confused while the, why they were left off to begin with because Swan it and Dolphin didn't make any sense. They've always been included on the things like the free transportation, the early fast passes, the ADR, like everything as if you were just staying at a Disney resort. These specific resorts are partner resorts. They're not actually Disney resorts, but they're on Disney property. And they've just mm-hmm. one thing to know about the Swan and Dolphin um, is that you can save money by staying there and get sort of like maybe even better than some than some of the deluxe accommodations you might get at other resorts and it's a little cheaper uh because they're not disney resorts so and you could use marriott yeah they're marriott you may not be doing yeah exactly they're they are marriott resorts so that's it's just something that that could be a nice benefit for you if you weren't aware and another great benefit of swan and dolphin they're not not only are they in walking distance to the boardwalk and walking distance to epcot and hollywood studios you can take a boat launch if you don't yeah. want to walk. And man, those I, those are probably I, I gotta I, I know we I know we talked about like uh, modes of transportation and and uh, how we ranked them on a previous fast pass standby snack break. I couldn't put them above monorail or Skyliner, but I do love those boats to the parks. Mm-hmm. There's just something cool about going to a, a theme park, particularly a Walt Disney theme park. By boat. Yeah. There's something cool about it. It's nice. And it's a nice way to end your day, too. When it's the sun's down, you got that breeze on the boat, and just cruising back to your hotel. It's it's a good mm-hmm. it's a good way to get back home. So, uh, yeah. Good stuff. I'm, I'm excited for you, and I'm glad they did this. One thing I was going to say about the extended evening hours, you don't necessarily have to adjust your park days based on that because you can always just hop to whatever park has the extended <laughs> evening hours. That that is true. That's that's a fair point. Uh, which I am a uh, annual pass holder, so that won't impact me. But the reason I was thinking if I'm going to have to juggle pass uh, or park reservations, rather my mom, who I'm taking down, not an AP. Ah. So and, and you and you didn't do the park hopper for did her. Did not do the park okay. hopping. But okay. with this uh, caveat, who knows? Maybe Disney will get even more of money <laughs> as, if, as if they needed it. Well, one night. <laughs> One night you're already booked because I know you're doing the boo bash, so you don't have to yes, worry about yes. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It, it should. The good news is it should be easy for you to juggle those reservations if you need to because basically park reservations are wide open at this point. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Um, you're going to be there during a time where I think you'll be okay. It's not like you're there for New Year's Eve or something. So. Yeah, the uh, the time that I originally booked our days in the park to now had like they they have just blown up with park reservations because when I originally booked the days for me and my mom that was when Hollywood Studio was very 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 uh, scarce when yeah. it came to the park reservations definitely doesn't feel that way now no it's we, we I just booked uh, Monday at Hollywood Studios just yesterday for me because I'm gonna go out and see our friend Adam who's in the park. Hey. Yeah, shout out to the mouse and more. He's he's hanging out. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it because uh, uh, I know that you you know it'd be it'd be a little bit wrong of me to spoil content, but I will say that he got to go to Ohana. And if you want to hear his review, you better check out the mouse and more because I think he's going to have some hot takes on Ohana. After he specifically brought back the noodles, he brought right? the noodles back himself. Mm-hmm. He alone. He alone, and he got to go try them. He had the noodles, and he had a full meal there at Ohana. Um, so go check out the Mouse and More to hear all about that coming soon to a podcatcher near you. So um, are you going to get there early so you can be waiting for Adam? <laughs> he might beat me there on Monday. I don't know. We'll see. 
If you're hearing this right now and you're listening on Monday, I am in Hollywood Studios. Hope- well, I'm definitely not jealous because because I'm definitely not at work or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if you are uh, following the Morning Monorail family on Facebook or maybe Twitter or maybe the Instagram, there might be some, uh, you know, some fresh content coming to those social media outlets. And, uh, you know, you, you just best you, it's better for you to follow us everywhere you can just to make sure that you're getting the in, in case i go live in the parks or who knows? does do that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um speaking of expanding park passes disney actually just a day or two ago extended park hours as well landon this one of this used to be one of your most popular segments do you want to cover <laughs> this news since you were the one that brought us the the hour updates previously yeah sure okay uh, I didn't realize that was one of my more popular segments. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hmm, don't know if that's a good thing, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, starting on October 2nd, park hours, they be changing in Walt Disney World. And it uh, feels like October, some stuff might be happening. I don't know. Uh, but my sources are claiming that at the Disney Animal Kingdom, hours have been extended to an 8 p.m. close towards the end of July. And during August, the park moves to a 7 p.m. close from the original 6 p.m. close. Operating hours have been extended at Epcot during August with weekends now moving to a 10 p.m. close from the original 9 p.m. close. Disney's Hollywood Studios sees an extension of its operating hours in September with the parks now closing at 9 p.m. instead of 8. And then finally at the Magic Kingdom, the first week of August has been extended to a 10 p.m. close instead of 9 p.m. Yeah, thanks to www.magic.com for... Yes, www.magic.com. Sorry, I I had a stroke while I was trying to give them a plug, but uh, (laughs) thanks for that summary, www.magic.com. That's where I pulled that from. And and yes, it's all good news. I I think we're getting to the point now where basically we're almost back to pre-COVID operating hours for summer, so it's good Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, more hours in the parks is good, and and I appreciate nighttime hours in the parks because, as we're going to be talking about on a bonus episode coming up, sometimes attractions are a little better after dark. Ooh, sexy, right? Mm-hmm. That's a little teaser for those of you <laughs> getting those bonus episodes on the Patreon. Yeah, first we talk about which uh, Disney character would be the most edible, and now we're talking about <laughs> Disney After Dark. Are you sure we didn't start an, op- or an OnlyFans? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's <laughs> not that far off. Um, so, we, so we did talk previously about the fact that the finally, after, oh my gosh, it's it's been now what, almost 17 months, 18 months, that the Epcot monorail line has been down, officially as of Sunday, July 18th. It is back up. I've seen video. I'm not down there riding it myself, but I have seen confirmed video that the monorail line is operating once again in Epcot, and I could not be happier. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing about the Epcot monorail line is you don't always ride it because, I mean, how often do you park it like the TTC and ride the monorail to Epcot? Like, it's it's usually just if you're if you're like staying at a Disney or a Magic Kingdom resort. Um, you probably monorail to Epcot or if you're hopping from Magic Kingdom. But, I mean, we've done it. We've certainly done it. It's a nice ride. That little loop where you go through Future World and get to take that loop around World Showcase and, and cruise around. You get to see Future World west and east and then you go back into the station. That is one of my favorite monorail moments. 
that you can possibly have. The views are fantastic. As you, I mean, just I can picture it just cruising right over past the Imagination <laughs> Pavilion and seeing those quote-unquote essential fountains uh, from above and all of that. It's just so good. And by the way, this will be a great way if you want to keep up with that Moana journey of water construction. This is going to be a, a great way to see it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to mention I've seen some videos. It gives you a very, very... Uh, inside peek to all the construction happening behind the walls yeah so. yeah there's a mm-hmm. lot going on so this is uh walcott gives you a little peek behind the, the walls of <laughs> walcott um but i i will say though that like in addition to riding it like the the atmosphere of epcot is so much better when you get that occasional mm-hmm. monorail cruising through there like it, it seemed like something was missing uh, yes. while the monorail was shut down so yeah, it's going to be nice to have it back. And if we can't have that Fountain of Nations with the monorail backdrop behind it, at least we get the, the monorail and we'll have barges behind it. <laughs> oh, I had to work the barges in, of course. Wah, you, you, you took the words out of my mouth. The last time I was down in Epcot, it did feel like something was missing from the atmosphere. So I'm glad that the monorail is now running back in Epcot. And I've, I've, I've definitely used it to park hop from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot before. So I like having that option back. And it's, it's, it's one of the more preferred ways to get around the parks. Because let me tell you, buses, not so great. <laughs> not so magical. No. No, they're... they're um, I would put them last on my favorite methods of Disney transportation list. Uh, the buses would be bringing up the rear, but um, yeah, it's just it's just so good. As we keep saying, nature is healing. This was one of the big pieces that we needed back, and here we are. So, good news. Good news for monorail enthusiasts. Good news for Epcot atmosphere enthusiasts, and good news for those cast members because that means more jobs are being filled, and and it's it's just all good all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 been a while since uh, they stopped running in March of 2020. So glad to see, as you said, nature healing. Yeah. Well, it feels appropriate now to transition because it was 12:12 as of like 10 seconds ago um, <laughs> to talk about the holidays returning to the Walt Disney World Resort. So we got some huge announcements, uh, part of a halfway to the holidays announcement on the Disney Parks blog. And very revealing about what we will be experiencing during um, Christmas at the most magical place on Earth. Uh, A lot to talk about here. A lot to dissect. Um, I think that the first thing I'm going to say... Well, we need dates, right? So to uh, to put that out there first, to set the table, the holiday season will officially begin November 12th at Walt Disney World. Which seems late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the way Disney likes to celebrate their holidays, it does feel kind of late because I think right now they're actually celebrating Halloween. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the way that they do it is uh, Halloween decorations come down on November 1st and November 2nd. That's when the holiday decorations go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, that's at least how they do it at Lowe's and Home Depot. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? There are some places that just keep their Christmas decorations out year-round. Yeah, I know. Um, but, yes, November 12th will be the official kickoff. 
And it's going to impact the parks in a few different ways. There's some things that it's going to be exciting because, uh, you know, things that we know and love from holidays around the parks and resorts are coming back for sure. There's some other things that maybe you're going to be missing. So we'll kind of talk about that as we go. But let's just start with the Magic Kingdom. It's the place where most people associate, I think most people associate kind of those holiday decorations and and Mm -hmm. celebrations with the Magic Kingdom Park. Decorations will be returning to Main Street USA. After dark, there will be projections on Cinderella Castle that will alternate with the castle's 50th anniversary beacon of magic uh, projections. So you're still going to get the holiday decorations. But here's something that's missing. No more castle dream lights. And I, the only person I can blame for this is Frank Cardillo for wishing them away. <laughs> Because he said they were only special if they lit them up during the party, and they weren't special when they lit them up at night when it wasn't a party. I think they were always amazing. Mm -hmm. I've got some very amazing pictures of the castle with all the dream lights lit up. But here's something I can tell you, and I've told this story on the podcast before. Those lights that they put on Cinderella Castle were, were like these huge nets that they would lay over the turrets and over the walls, and occasionally... You know you've got fireworks that are, like, blasting off the side of the castle. Occasionally, embers would set fire to those nets of lights. And I saw that happen in person. Uh, So I'm assuming that, you know, they're like, look, we're doing the projections now. Uh, People love the projections. We can do a lot of different things with that. There's really no reason to... I mean, that's a lot of time and effort and potentially um, it's costly if they get... You know, if they suddenly burst into flame and we have to replace mm-hmm. them. Yep. So let's just not do the, the castle dream lights anymore. Much harder to set a projection on fire. Yeah. So I personally am sad about that. I will miss the dream lights. I know some people didn't care, but I thought they were amazing. Definitely, definitely a mood setter. But if they're, do- if they're doing the projections, mm. I mean, I would I would prefer the lights, but at the same time, at least they're not just getting rid of everything. Yeah. So. I will say that I think there's a possibility the dream lights come back next year. I think that this, or maybe year after, because I think that this is really related to the fact that they're doing this beacon of magic on the castle. So they wouldn't want to, then you have to figure out when do we do the beacon of magic versus the projections versus the dream lights. Um, so th- I think there's a possibility it could come back after the 50th celebration is over, but we'll see. It, it may be gone for good. So, Fair point. Fair yeah. point. Um, now, here is the thing that is going to get a lot of people kind of up in arms. No very Merry Christmas party. <laughs> no, Disney announced there will be a replacement. Instead, it's the Disney very merriest, which is a bold statement, after hours. A new special ticketed event will debut November 8th. That's interesting, before the official kickoff of the holiday season. Hmm. It will be available on select nights through December 21st. The four hours of festivities will delight guests with Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks, so they will have a special fireworks show for this party. Disney characters throughout the park, holiday music and decor, treats included, and so much more. No parade announced, which is another interesting thing. As with, mm. as with other Disney After Hours events, a limited number of tickets will be sold. It's held after regular park operating hours with lower wait times and access to more than 20 attractions. Tickets go on sale in August. 
So be watching for that. And there's going to be an early purchase window for guests of select Walt Disney World Resorts, meaning deluxe guests for sure. Um, but interesting, isn't it? It is. And, and I guess with the announcement of Disney doing the boobash instead of not so scary, we probably should have seen this coming. But I was kind of holding out hope that because it was further in the year and at the time uh, the numbers were trending in the right direction, maybe Disney would break out uh, very merry. But, I, you know, I'm glad, again, kind of going back to what I said about the lights to, to the projections. I'm glad they're having something instead of just eliminating it full hog. So yeah. I I am curious what the price point is going to be for the very merriest after hours if we're going to see the same numbers we saw for the boobash. I have to imagine it's going to be at least that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, probably. Reaching close to like $200 a person on uh, like the, the most mm-hmm. peak nights. Yeah, on certain nights, yeah. You're, you're probably right because Disney saw how much they can get away with charging for the boobash and still just sell the daggone thing out. I know. I think right now I'm playing this game of trying to decide whether I want to do boobash or very merriest. I think since you're doing boobash, maybe maybe I'll do very merriest and that way we've got experience of both. Okay. Um, or option C, the more expensive option, just do both. I, I mean, don't know. What's money? What's money, Jay? <sighs> I just don't know. I mean... <laughs> You know, I, I love the after hours parties. I think that they all bring something different to the table. I, I would I wish that the villains after hours would come back and maybe even expand that out. It's a little bit disappointing because you know that based on what we've seen, Disney knows they can charge more that than they could for very merriest by packaging this as an after hours event mm-hmm. and instead of very merry Christmas party. And um without having the parade, that was like such a huge I loved that Very Merry Parade. It was very good. Um, And, you know, they're not doing that. Maybe the character... It says characters throughout the parks, but it doesn't necessarily say meet and greets. Hmm. That is an interesting caveat in the description. Yeah. Huh. Maybe... Again, this this could just be wishful thinking. Maybe the closer we get, they will announce stuff like meet and greet. So you can go get your picture with uh, Santa Goofy or something like that. Or they will bring the parades back. But again, that could just be wishful thinking. Yeah. Because again, we just talked about Disney knows how much they can charge and get away with. So. And not add more to it. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing is like once they've announced it, if people are buying the tickets, like ticket sales are crisp. They know they're selling out some days. Why? There's no yeah. incentive for them Why to add, add things. Mm-hmm. Why, why add more? They already have our money. So. Yeah. Out of the goodness of their hearts. That's not a, <laughs> right. that's not a phrase that Chappie has ever heard in his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on brand today. I got a shot at the barges and at Chappie. We're doing good. Mm, hot stuff. Yeah. All right. Taking that monorail over to Epcot, the International Festival of the Holidays will return, presented by Advent Health. This year, from November 26th through the thir- December 30th, so a little later than the Magic Kingdom celebration, there will at be... At least they're waiting until Thanksgiving, like, yeah. like anybody should when and, it comes and, to celebrating Christmas. You know, it comes on the heels of food and wine, too. So um, uh, so the Holiday Kitchens are going to be back. Performances by Voices of Liberty and guest favorite Cookie Stroll and more, they say. So leaving the door open for some more announcements. Uh, the thing missing here, so far, is the candlelight processional so we'll see that still hasn't been announced 
That is a huge draw for Epcot. I mean, they sell these dinner packages so people can guarantee they get seats at the Candlelight Processional. I, I wonder if this is somewhat um, hinging on whether they can get like the you know the celebrities celebrities they want to be the narrators. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a big caveat. Yeah, um, but I know that's something that people love, and and hopefully it'll it'll be back. I've never actually seen it, and um, I don't know. Maybe this year I could do it if they bring it back. But uh, I know people are going to be watching anxiously to see if that changes. But for now, no candlelight processional. But like you said, there is and more in the yeah. description. So they are leaving the door open, unlike with the uh, very merriest after hours. Event. Right. And there's time. I, I think <laughs> I think you got to give people uh, a little bit of time. So I would hope that maybe they would announce something by like September. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep watching. And of course, you can always come to the Morning Monorail podcast <laughs> for all the latest <laughs> announcements from around the Walt Disney World Resort. Subtle. Yeah. <laughs> They're here. I mean, I don't know who I'm telling that to. <laughs> They're probably going to come back anyway, unless I say something that really ticks them off. Oh, just wait for segment two. Wait for segment two. <laughs> Over at the Hollywood Studios, they will be once again, once again, once again, doing the projection effects on the Hollywood Tower Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. This, of, of course, includes transforming the tower into a snowy corner of Arendelle, a Muppets gingerbread masterpiece a Toy Story toy hotel, and a Dickensian village inspired by Mickey's Christmas Carol. This will also alternate with the fact that uh, the Tower of Terror is going to be a beacon of magic during the 50th anniversary celebration. Hmm. So uh, so they're going to have to mix that up a little bit. But I, I have you ever seen the holiday projections on the Tower of Terror? Not in person, but I'm looking at the picture that the Disney Park blog has up for this announcement. That looks awesome. And I love yeah. the fact that it's the Hollywood Toy Hotel yeah. with, the, with the projection. Like, man, that is something I want to take in in person. Yeah, that looks it's, so it's good. good. All of them are good. All, all the different versions are good. And it's worth it to kind of get you a little drink, a little snack, and maybe maybe go get a hot dog salad from Fairfax Fair. <laughs> good. <laughs> and hang out, hang out on Sunset Boulevard and just kind of watch it go through the cycles because, yeah, it's... It's very nice. And, and Hollywood Studios, I, I said it last year, and I, I'm sticking to it. I really do think that it's my favorite in terms of the decorations that they do for the holidays, um, especially on Hollywood Boulevard and around Echo Lake. It's just like that classic throwback decorations. You feel like you're back in like the 80s or maybe even 70s with like some of the decorations that they put up. And um, it's just it's like timeless, but also retro and very amazing. And I love it. So I've never I've never experienced that in person. So I'm looking forward to getting that opportunity later this year. Yeah, uh, they're also going to do a Santa Claus motorcade down Hollywood Boulevard, and they're adding back the holiday tag for uh, the Frozen show for the first time in forever. A Frozen sing along celebration. If you haven't seen that, they do something a little bit different during the holiday season. Mm. And uh, Minnie Mouse will be back to host her festive meal at Hollywood and Vine at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, great stuff. Santa Goofy. You can meet Santa Goofy at the Hollywood and Vine. Oh, that's a draw. Yeah. Big fan of the Santa Goofy. Yeah, we got some good pictures with Santa Goofy, you and I. Mm-hmm. We did. That was, uh, that, was, that was fun. Probably one of the best parts of the uh, Very Merry Party. Meeting Santa Goofy and meeting uh, Santa Jack Skellington. Yeah. 
right. and us both worrying for Sally's safety. Yeah, we like, were concerned. Okay? We were concerned that maybe we needed to help extricate Sally from a dangerous situation there. But she was giving us signals that things were not okay. No, no. But I think she. I think she's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I. I think it's that's good because you know this is this is kind of a guarantee. Like I said at Magic Kingdom. It doesn't really say that you'll be able to do meet and greets, but if you go to Hollywood and Vine, you're guaranteed you can get pictures with Santa Goofy there. So, mm-hmm. so you will still have that option to go see Santa Goof. Absolutely. At Animal Kingdom seasonal decor is returning, with and also the Disney character flotillas sailing down Discovery River to the sounds of joyful songs of the season. The park's centerpiece, the Tree of Life, becomes another beacon of magic most nights during the holiday season. There will be Tree of Life Awakenings that take place most nights, again, alternating with the Beacon of Magic. Uh, <laughs> if you heard that on the recording, there was a notification, I think, that came from Facebook. It was okay. weird. It sounded like someone started playing the piano. Uh-huh, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so uh, they were just they were inspired by my Tree of Life description, but yeah. Um, well, again, with uh, looking on, on the park blog, the picture they have up of the Tree of Life, very inspiring. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. Yeah, it's, it's very possible. The thing that I want to see come back is the magical animal puppets that that come to life around the tree of life like right in that plaza um between the two uh the stores on discovery island um i would love to see them come back they were very cool um i don't i guess they're kind of marionettes i don't know what you call them exactly but we didn't have them last year because that would have been a little you know too close to getting close to people and interacting but maybe this year we'll get those back it doesn't say it but i'm just Holding out hope. And then uh, last last thing I want to mention was at Disney Springs. If you go over there, you will be able to enjoy the Christmas tree trail because the, the tree stroll will be back. And mm. that's very good. They do, the, they do the snope. So you get the snow coming down on you as you walk <laughs> through. You can get a hot chocolate even though it's 90 degrees. And uh, it's, I, it's very enjoyable. If you haven't done the Christmas tree stroll... It's free. If you're at Disney Springs, you don't need a ticket. You just get to go check out the trees, and they're all very immaculately decor- decorated. Different themes. You know, you've got like a Haunted Mansion tree. There's a Star Wars tree. There's some really good stuff to see, so definitely. I've never, I, I didn't even know Disney Springs did anything for the holidays. That's, that's awesome, and like you pointed out, it has that free uh, price point, which is always nice. Yeah, it's always great. Get in the free stuff while you can when you're at Disney, because... <laughs> It is not very abundant, but there are opportunities if you look for them, and this is one of them. So uh, go check it out. Uh, and then, of course, you're going to spend money at Disney Springs while you're oh, there. Of course, yeah. So. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to Morimoto? You want to go have a drink at Jock Lindsay? You want to oh. go to the NBA experience? Okay, no, I oh, couldn't wait. even finish that one. <laughs> yeah. So go check that out, and I- I'm sure we'll get some more announcements as we continue to approach the holidays, but... Yeah, I'm already getting warm and fuzzy just thinking about it. I, I, some of my favorite uh, park shirts, and I got—I even have PJs that are uh, from the parks for the Christmas season. I end up wearing them all year round because I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I yeah. celebrate Christmas 365 days a year. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, Disney. I mean, they they have some pretty good merchandising. If you haven't been able to figure out, but they do really step up their game around the holiday. I I wear my uh, not so scary and very merry shirts year round. So yeah, it's all good stuff. 
All right, that's going to do it for the news. Landon, that means it is time for you to take over, sir. That's right. After much consternation from uh, some people, not going to name names, but you know who you are. It is the return of everybody's favorite segment. It is Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Each week, we'll have three items that are similar to each other, attractions, shows, snacks, what have you, and then we are going to rank them. If you want to fast pass something, this is your top choice and something you definitely do not want to miss. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's still something you do want to experience and you'd be willing to wait in line for it. And if you want to snack break something, well, you might go grab a snack while your party does this, but... You're cool, so you'll watch the purses and the bags. With the kickoff of Epcot's Food and Wine 2021 Festival, why not talk about some Epcot festivals? This week, we are ranking Festival of the Arts, Flower and Garden, and Food and Wine. And uh, we have a post on Facebook, and we also have a channel in our Discord for our Patreon. So if you want to guarantee your answer will be read, sign up at patreon.com slash morning monorail. You will hear your answer. But we do encourage you to head over to the Facebook group, the uh, Morning Monorail family, and post your answer there. And we will choose from the best. And we got some uh, some lively debates this week jay <laughs> we certainly did i mean i think every time you do one of these people feel like it's the hardest one yet without but, doubt yes yes and and we always get that comment but i think that legitimately this time it really was the hardest <laughs> one yet for a lot of people so it'll be interesting to see how this goes i can tell you i haven't even made my decisions so uh we're gonna have to figure out what my answers are when we get there but yeah i'm, I'm excited to hear what the people think Super excited to hear what the people think. But you want, you want to kick it off with the uh, with the Patreon? Yeah, let's do it. All right. First up is going to be my friend and yours, my favorite member of the Morning Monorail family. It's Kevin. He's going to fast pass food and wine because anything with food and booze sounds good to me, and I'll actually be around for it this year. Stand by Flower and Garden because all the characters as flower displays sound great and very much Instagram worthy. Yes, very strong for your social game, Kevin. And he is snack breaking Festival of the Arts for really no other reason than I don't know much about it, but he could easily switch this with Flower and Garden. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I think this is a neck and neck race for most people. I think we're gonna <laughs> we're probably gonna see that play out as we go. All right, now we'll get to our friend Amanda, also from the Patreon and our favorite member of the Monorail family. <laughs> hey, that's my gimmick. By, by the way, go uh, go buy that gimmick. Tpublic.com/slash/morningmonorail. <laughs> that's right. We have two new T-shirts. <laughs> if you want to claim you are the favorite member of the Monorail family, let people know. Amanda could do that, uh, but we're going to declare it right now. So she says, Fast Pass, Flower and Garden. I love all the topiaries, and this is the one I've been to the most. Stand by Food and Wine. I've only done a taste of Food and Wine last year. I'm going again in November for the full festival, so it could take the top spot after my next trip. And then Snack Break Festival of the Arts, only one I haven't been to, so unfortunately it comes in third. I want to go to this one. Maybe I figure out a trip soon during this festival. Hard yeah. being a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, the kids are fine. They can teach themselves, right? I mean, just just do what uh, teachers did for me and Jay. Just put on a put on a movie. It's a movie day. You'll be the cool teacher. It's true. You can you can play like 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 a goofy movie because that's I I must have seen a goofy movie at least a dozen times when I was in school. <laughs> well, now, I mean, with the virtual technology, how it's developed and we've Bingo. all I mean, teachers have been doing virtual classes for kids. Why could you not conduct your class front live from Epcot 
the Festival of the Arts, I mean, you could probably even incorporate that s- somewhat into your lesson. One thousand percent. You know, class is mm-hmm. over, then you go get a drink. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, if I was a teacher, that would be my routine every day. Class <laughs> is over, go get a drink. But <laughs> yes, in this case, absolutely. Yeah. Nice work, Amanda. Very good answers. As thank always. you, thank you, Amanda. Next up is going to be my favorite member of the Monorail family. It's Adam from the Mouse and More podcast. Uh, Fast Pass Flower and Garden. The flowers are beautiful, and the Canada show is open. <laughs> Standby Festival of the Arts, because you can walk slowly and stand and see the art. And then he is snack-breaking food and wine, because there's almost always too many booths, and they take away the Canada movie, and it's sad. <laughs> A lot like of love from the Canada movie from uh, Adam, apparently. A theme here, yeah. Um, <laughs> his answers are very based on whether or not he can go see Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Yep. So uh, I, I respect that, though. You know, Adam, that's those are those are great answers. It's interesting to say Festival of the Arts because you can walk slowly and stand and see the art. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in Epcot any other time of the year. Um, it's funny. Like, I was just thinking, like, that's that really is like how it goes. You go to a museum, you walk slowly, you stand, you look at things. And <laughs> that's been your day at a museum. I like museums, but that's really what it is. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Now we go to Lewis. Uh, since I'm mentioning him, I think today he's not the favorite member. No, he is. He's the favorite member oh, of the Monorail yeah. family. <laughs> Lewis is definitely the favorite member of the Monorail family. Fast Pass Flower and Garden. I generally care less about food at the festival and more about how things are decorated. Food and Garden wins here, hands down. The flowers, the topiary, all of it is great. Standby Festival of the Arts. It's the smallest of the festivals, but it has some of the best things to do without fees. I especially love hunting for the figment artworks because they are un- u- they are usually the hardest to find. The bees are really easy in Flower Garden. And then Snack Break, Food and Wine. The food is clearly the best at this festival. Love the flavors from Fire Booth. But food as the focus means a lot of walking, waiting, eating. More than I want to pay for in, <laughs> pay for in cash or calories. And there are so many great restaurants at Epcot, so who wants to skip them? And Lewis included some pictures so we can enjoy all the festivals through his lens. Mm-hmm. Good pictures, especially that last one of the uh, now-running monorail. Yeah, right over the water. You got the reflection. That yeah. whole side of the hill, this is during Flower and Garden, and they've got um, you know placed strategically the plants so that it makes pictures of flowers on the side of the hill out of flowers. That's Yo, dog, I heard you like flowers, so we're making a flower out of flowers. Flowerception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Thank you, Lewis. Yes, thank you, Lewis. Good answer. Next up is going to be my favorite member of the Monroe family. It's Theme Park Rob, everybody. Uh, Fast Pass Festival of the Arts. We are an art-loving family, and of course, we like to eat and drink. But the smaller crowds and being able to meet and talk with some amazing artists makes this an easy choice for us. It's going to stand by Flower and Garden. To echo Lewis's take on Flower and Garden, we are much more... We are more about the reason of the event and not so much about the additional quote-unquote festivities. Snack break, food and wine. We have had some good eats before at food and wine, but the crowd levels at this festival are just too much to enjoy a day at Epcot. Mm. Good points from Theme Park, Rob. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it does seem like uh, the most popular to the general masses is uh, the food and wine, so it does draw a big crowd. Yeah, I mean, I think we could probably say that's partly because it starts in the summer it's partly because, you know, it, it runs through like a little bit of that November holiday season. And, and the locals love to pack food and wine on the weekend um, because 
food and wine is the focus. You know, of course, they over the years, they've added food and drink to Festival of the Arts and Flower and Garden, but it, it really wasn't the focus. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Fair points. Yeah. So, very good theme park, Rob. Uh, this week, Lexi decided to abstain. Uh, so, Lexi, shame on you. You know that you can share opinions even if you haven't done <laughs> The, she's she's only done food and wine, and that's why she abstained. But listen, you're allowed to have opinions no matter what. So mm-hmm. you can share them. Have you been listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, my thoughts on hoopty do review that I've never done. Um, <laughs> no, so so that means that the next answer we got was from our friend and yours, Cocktail Bob, our favorite member of the Monorail family. He says... As him, I shouldn't have even said it. He said it himself. As Landon's favorite member of the Monorail family. <laughs> Dang it, now he's stealing my gimmick. I will say this is the hardest of all the Fast Pass standby snack break. My comments are all pre-COVID and hopes these return. Fast Pass, Flower and Garden, from the topiaries to the Garden Series concerts and the fun food booths like food and wine. This has become my favorite festival. Standby Festival of the Arts. If there were concerts at this festival, this would have been my Fast Pass. Love the artists that come in to share their stories and sell their Disney and Disney crafts. Theme at Disney arts and Disney crafts. The food booths are probably some of the best looking and tasting. Snack break. Snack break. Food and wine. <laughs> While this doesn't mean I won't go, t- the crowds and booths haven't changed drastically in the last few years. I do like that they have fun food, extra paid events, but we rarely, rarely do these. The concerts are great. Hard to snack break this event as it's the one my wife and I spend most of our time court spent most of our time courting, and it's the event we got engaged at. Aww. All the festivals are great, but I would like a few more non festival days so we're able to enjoy old school old school Epcot. So <laughs> I have to feel like Bob, you really made a mistake here. If you courted and then got engaged at food and wine, how is that not your fast pass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should have trumped everything else. And now... Um, if your wife well, hears this, she is going to be pissed. Maybe skip ahead and don't let Christina know that these are the <laughs> things that you said. I don't think that that's going to put you in her good graces. But uh, but fair points either way. Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Cocktail Bob, as we like to call him. And uh, next up and last in the Patreon is my favorite member of the Monorail family. It's Shannon. Uh, Shannon would love to fast pass the farts. festival of the uh, it does spell farts that's awesome uh i want to try the food options at that festival when i hear the monorails talk about how unique the options are i get a big envy that i cannot go i would stand by flower and gardens to see all the beautiful uh see all the beauty of that festival i love the gardens i have to snack break something so it will be food and wine because i've only been to that one a few times i have loved everything that i have had there but i really want to go to the other festivals now Thank you, Shannon, and thank you for your farts joke. Because, uh, as you know, any fart joke goes over huge with me. Yeah. You really are my favorite member of the Monorail family, Shannon. <laughs> well, thank you to all the Patreons for chiming in. Again, we do allow them to kind of bump up to the front of the line when it comes to these responses for Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. But we did, indeed, get responses over on the Morning Monorail Family Facebook page. And I want to jump over there real quick. And I want to start with this one because, by the way... Our Patreon shout-out hasn't happened this week, and it's going to happen right now because our newest member of the Monorail family on Patreon was Michael Matande. Hakuna yeah. Matande has joined the Patreon family. Thank you, Michael. We're so happy to have you over there. Thank you, Michael. Welcome aboard the uh, the Patreon ride. Also, what took you so long? Yeah. Michael, in the future, if you join that Discord, you can share your 
answers over there and then they will definitely get shared as we go through them but i'm gonna i'm gonna jump to it right now so michael says he's gonna fast pass festival of the arts this is the only one i have personally attended so i can confidently vouch for how incredible it is when we went there were so many fun photo ops unique to the event there were also tons of opportunities for us to engage in activities incredible art displays were everywhere and even some art themed treats he standbys flower and garden Disney seems to outdo themselves by delivering new topiaries and a host of unique flowers. It is clear that extra effort goes towards making the scenery significantly better and more colorful than it is during regular seasons. And he snack breaks food and wine. It seems as though there's hardly much that separates this festival from regular Epcot throughout the year. My wife and I are suckers for themes, so to us, food and wine just isn't as much of a theme as Festival of the Arts or Flower and Garden. All the festivals are great. But we are some theme-loving fools. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Uh, a lot of great points, Michael. Uh, you, you might be influencing my answer. Stick around to find out. <laughs> well, before we get to our answers, I want to uh, give a shout-out to Natalie for her answer. Uh, she says, this one truly had her stumped, but she is ready to give it a whack. Fast Pass, Flower and Garden. This holds some special memories of visiting the parks with my family when I was younger. Yes, yeah, stop, uh Stopping four pictures by all the topiaries every time. I'm right there with you. Uh, bonus points for the one time my mom and I did the backstage magic tour Ooh. and got to see how they create the topiaries. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that was an option. Uh, standby Festival of the Arts. This was super duper close. Standby. I love seeing the paintings and occasionally meeting the artists who help create them. There's also hidden gems food-wise. And then finally, snack break. My only food and wine experience was last fall during the COVID. So by default, it is last for me, aside from my sadness about the half marathon being canceled due to the world being on fire. <laughs> I think they're... I think experiencing more of a taste of food and wine, getting to do the full wine and dine marathon weekend would make this a higher contender for me, but I wasn't that impressed with the options. Yeah. It's all, all very good. Very valid. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Natalie. Appreciate you chiming in. No, man. Could you imagine a backstage tour to see how they make the topiaries? Oh That'd my be gosh. Awesome. That would be man. very cool. Now I'm, I've got envy. <laughs> the envy is real. The envy is spreading. All right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friend Tom from Hyperion Adventures podcast. Uh, I, I twisted his arm and he chimed in here. So I, I got to share his response. <laughs> First, he said, all Epcot festivals are awesome. We love and look forward to them all. But I don't want Supreme Leader Justin to send me to the penalty box. And <laughs> Tom, good, that is fair. Good looking out. You understand where the power is. You understand who has the authority around here. Quote, unquote. Um, and I appreciate you giving us a full answer. So let's see what you got. Fast pass, flower and garden. Love the use of fresh springtime ingredients and all the various tasty treats that are begging to be sampled. However, it's the spectacular topiaries that put this one over the top. Each one is a masterpiece. Standby Festival of the Arts. I don't know if we can call this the most underrated festival anymore because many have caught on to how good it is. It's arguably the best food, definitely the best looking. We also love the opportunity to appreciate the works of and often meet so many very talented artists. Snack break, food and wine. While we're super excited to get the sample, a lot of what they have to offer when we get to WDW in about a week and a half because food, yes, and wine, keep it flowing. <laughs> we feel this festival that may be slightly overhyped. Plus, the weather tends to be quite a bit more on the, well, ridiculously crazy hot side through most of its run, especially now that it's been extended right into the center of Florida summer. It's still great, just not our favorite. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
couldn't have said it better myself, sir. That's I, I mean, <laughs> that's one of the the disadvantages when you when you do go to food and wine because it is like two million degrees and you want to <laughs> get all these hot, tasty treats. You're sweating all over them, but you know sometimes a little sweaty salt adds a nice little kick to those uh, little bites that you got on your plate. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, he really gave you a uh, very well uh, thought out answer. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate he did. That. So he he avoided the penalty box. Good job. Very smart, too. Very smart. Uh, I am going to give a shout out to our friend Marissa, who is my favorite member of the Monroe family. Painfully difficult, she says. Uh, fast pass, flower and garden. I love seeing all the topiaries, and it's always so beautiful. Plus, the food is amazing. Standby, Festival of the Arts. I love seeing the art, but I feel like sometimes the snacks are more expensive because they present them more artistically. And then finally, snack break, food and wine. I still love it, but I think it being the most popular, it's harder to find days that aren't super crowded it also doesn't have any of the extras flower and arts that the other festivals have fair points marissa marissa you know she's one of those that thinks her answers through very thoroughly she and i mm -hmm. tend to be on the same page a lot of times when it comes to a lot of these things will that hold true when i share my answer shortly we'll see by the way i keep saying that so that i remind myself that we actually do have to <laughs> answer this because I, I tend to forget um we always forget yeah or rather you always forget true true uh <laughs> part of our world podcast one of the co-hosts and one of our friends and our favorite member of the monorail family keenan meadows chi chimed in here um he said fast pass festival of the arts for the opposite reason of michael it's the one festival i haven't experienced and i desperately want to go but calendar wise it never works out fast passing to make sure i get to it Standby Flower and Garden. I just love the look of this festival, the gardens, the topiaries, etc. It's so beautiful, and the food is just as good as food and wine. Come at me. Uh, snack break, food and wine. Don't get me wrong, it's still a great festival, but I think it's the blandest of the festivals. Like, the theme is just food and wine. A lot of the food is great, but not more so than other festivals, so it's the weakest to me. Interesting, Keenan. Mm. Do we all agree? We shall see. Well, why don't we go ahead and get to the part where we see if we do agree. Jay, you want to you, you lay it on us? Sure. And by the way, Steffers, thanks for answering, but uh, you're, we're, we're leaving. You're on the podcast you're, enough, Steffers. You can, tell, you can tell us what you think next week. You'll be here next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So I am going to fast pass Festival of the Arts. Wait, hold on. Is Steffers really the only Facebook answer we didn't read? Yeah, but we're just, it's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I am fast passing Festival of the Arts and the reason for that is because I really do think especially based on my most recent trip to Festival of the Arts been a couple of times now I think the food pre presentation wise is the most creative and the most unique definitely presented the most beautifully um, I was really kind of blown away by the food when I visited Festival of the Arts also I think it's pretty cool that you can watch people actually creating works of art while you're there in the parks. Um, lots of really interesting activities that you can either you know watch or participate in. Um, Festival of the Arts gets overlooked, I think, for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's kind of the smallest of the three, and typically in the past, you know, it is kind of during that post-Christmas, like winter time, like pre-spring. Um, and it's not when people, like most people, are traveling to Epcot. So, like we saw in a lot of these answers, a lot of people don't go um, or haven't been. And so, I think you're missing out. I think you should try it. And for me, it gets a fast pass. For standby, I'm going food and wine. And I disagree with Keenan. I, especially this last year, 
Flower and garden food was just fine to me. There wasn't really a lot that blew me away. And I know at Food and Wine, there are several things that I love. Um, and there's more options, a lot more food booths. I do love the topiaries at Flower and Garden, but I just think, yes, it, what is the theme? It's food, it's wine, I get it, but they go all out with it. There's a lot of variety. I like the fact that you get the celebrity chefs coming in, doing the you know the live demonstrations that you can participate in. You can do the cooking classes. Um, I love that Figment is the main focus of a lot of the merchandise for food and wine. Um, and so, and Remy, Remy has kind of like you know popped in there as well um, in recent years, uh, but in the past it was mainly focused on Figment. Um, and I don't know. Like for me, that that puts it at standby. And then snack break is going to be uh, the uh, the flowering garden, I, and, and it's really difficult because they're all good. And you know, mm-hmm. of course, you got to pick a third place. Uh, for me, flowering garden. I, I love the topiaries. I will say sometimes when I'm walking around, I'm like, I mean, not to break the magic, but they're not all like living topiaries, and that you know, to me is like, mm. I would be a little more impressed if they were all 100 percent like. Uh, living plant life, and they're they're just they're just not. I know it's be hard to it'd be hard to do a lot of that stuff, but um, so that's one thing that kind of takes a little bit away. But at the same time, they're cool to look at. I do like how Epcot, like all across the board, uh, turns into this like beautiful display of flowers and plant life, and and they do use those influences on the food booths and things. But uh, I just don't think I don't think the food is as strong. I don't think that the um, activities for Flower and Garden are as strong. So, stand by Flower and Garden. Landon, okay. where wow. do you stand? Uh, I am going to fast pass Flower and Gardens. Uh, that it, again, I just want to put this caveat out there. As everybody said, all the Epcot festivals are awesome. Yeah. None of them are bad. But to me, this is my favorite festival because even though you were just bagging on the moment <laughs> ago, I am a sucker for the topiaries. I think they look so cool. The Art, uh, artistic talent that it takes to put them together always impresses me. But and I don't know this this one holds a special place in my heart because this is the first festival as an adult I was able to experience on my first solo trip I took a couple of years ago where it's like okay I'm just going on my own pace so I was able to stroll around Epcot and just take it all in and be constantly blown away by the by the topiaries I think I'd be like man nothing's going to top that oh check out this Kermit one that's awesome oh check out this Beauty and the Beast one that's awesome and I mean, just talking about a hair on my arm standing up. So I am fast passing uh, festival or uh, flower and garden, flower and garden. Sorry about that. I'm going to stand by festival of the arts. I do think this is an underrated uh, festival when it comes to the other ones. Uh, not a lot of people have experienced it. And I think that's a bummer because you can just stroll around uh, Epcot. Look at these amazing pieces of art. I talked about the artistic talent it takes for uh you know, the topiaries to get put together. You can watch artists literally make art in front of you. You can talk to them some. And I think that is a very cool draw. And I'm going to stand by food and wine because I'm going to agree with Keenan. I think at all the festivals, you can get really good food. And even at Epcot in general, year round, you can get really good food. And there's so many options when it comes to food and wine. There's going to be something you're going to miss. Now, I'm not saying having all these options is a bad thing, but I mean, 
if the theme is food and wine, I mean, Epcot's already kind of known for food and drinks year round. So for that reason, I am a standby uh, food and wine. Yeah, I get it. I think it's fair. I I do think that like if you're if you're in it for the theming and you like all the like kind of unique activities that you can't do most of the time in Epcot, then sure, I would put food and wine, food and wine in the stand or the snack break spot as well. So I get it. I don't. I just don't think there were any wrong answers this time. Now, I mean, I I know we say this jokingly about everyone. This was the hardest one. This this really might have been the hardest <laughs> one. It, it it really might have because every like like I said, you said, everybody said every festival at Epcot kind of awesome. They're yeah. all they're all a draw. So yeah, yeah, very good. Well, another solid round of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, sir. Well done. Thank you. Again, this is the most popular segment on the Morning Monorail podcast, and you just keep bringing the heat, and you're going to have to find a way to top yourself, not next week, but the week <laughs> after. Yeah, well, thankfully, I have two weeks to uh, try and figure out how I'm going to top myself. Yeah. And while you do that, we're going to be hanging out on all of the socials. We're going to be, for us, for the podcast, you can find us at Morning Monorail on Twitter. Mo the Morning Monorail Family Facebook group is open for everyone to join. All you have to do is search up Morning Monorail Family on Facebook. Send me a little request. I will grant you access, probably. And you can hang out with us all week long. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We have a website, morningmonorail.com. And also, don't forget, we mentioned it before, Public tpublic.com slash morning monorail for all of your morning monorail gear uh jeff jeffers uh it sounds like you need to visit that store and maybe up your t-shirt game if if all you've got <laughs> is dillo's diz t-shirts oh uh, most definitely yeah i mean that that's that, that's like wearing a wearing a dish rag or something come on really? <laughs> dillo's diz <Ugh. laughs> so uh you can definitely go and um improve your look um with things such as a t-shirt that has Landon's face on it. So. That will definitely up your t-shirt game. Also, your sex life, too. <laughs> Improve it all over at the <laughs> tpublic.com slash morning monorail. And don't forget, your we do car will get better mileage, too, if you, if, if you buy the shirt with, uh, with my face on all it. All good things will come to you. All good yep. things. Um, and don't forget, you can always join our Patreon, patreon.com slash morning monorail for extra content. We're getting ready to record a bonus episode all about... Which attractions are better after dark in the Walt Disney World Resort? So if you want to hear that or hear which Disney characters we would love to eat, you could hear that on the Morning Monorail Patreon. We, we really did that episode. We I listened it. back to it. Wow. We, we definitely did do it, buddy. You, you, you said it best. We did do it. <laughs> we did the thing. Landon, where can people find you on the socials? L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. And that's Monday through Friday because uh, we're, we're, we're off. Saturday and Sunday. So we got podcasts available if you want to check them out too. So they actually give you time off. 
you, you, let, you, let believe, you let me believe you don't have any time off and that's why like you can't uh, do you know extra shows and things like that and, uh, <laughs> i i feel like i've got to rethink everything at this point but no well well sorry to sh- uh, shatter your world buddy i'm but just yes. kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah go go check out landon over on terrestrial radio but also up in the air on that uh news talk 987.com where you can listen from anywhere in the world and hear Landon producing the Phil show. Yeah, I've actually interacted with Lee during the show, uh, our friend in the UK. So that is proof uh, you can listen anywhere in the world. So that's worldwide yeah, web, that's, www. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks to all of you for listening again today. We appreciate you. We love you so much. As we wrap up today, I want to remind you all, please be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Be excellent to each other. Amen. Thank a cast member. Yep. And party on, dudes. Have a magical week. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.